Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, manipulative protagonists, the art of exploitation, an intriguing backstory, lots of news, and some very unique references. Listener discretion is advised. Spire Kitten Manga Review, episode 396, Kurosagi. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spire Kitten Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope everyone is doing well, and for those of you who celebrated Thanksgiving this weekend, I hope that you guys had a blast and had a lot of fun. My weekend was spectacular and amazing because I spent time with the Greta and our two wonderful cats, saw some family, and more importantly, I celebrated my birthday this weekend. However, due to that, I did end up missing this week's TV Tuesday, so do not worry. I'm actually releasing next week a special double episode of TV Tuesday where we talk about two episodes of The Mandalorian and two episodes of... The mass Singer, so be ready for that. But you're here to listen to me talk about manga, not TV, so welcome. And if you're joining us for the first time, hope you guys enjoy this. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. Pretty much what that means is every episode I talk about one to two geeky topics. Since this is the manga review, obviously I talk about manga. And I tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the production quality of the manga itself, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to create anything that I might co-say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spiraken.com. That's spiraken.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and various other social media sites, and also Spotify. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. Also, if you want to join in on the conversation and recommend mangas for me to reviews or comment on the different news items or the actual mangas I talk about, you can join our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash S-P-I-R-A-D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Spira Discord. Join it, like us, and let us know what you think in our wonderful podcast. So, I think that shilling is just about out of the way. Oh, also remember to like and subscribe to this podcast. And you can email me personally if you have any questions or comments at zan, that's X-A-N, at spirekin.com. So now we're officially done with all the shilling. We're now can actually get into it because I'm excited because, like I said, it was my birthday weekend and a lot happened, surprisingly. We got a lot of licensing news and we have a couple of really shocking news. So let's get to the news section of our podcast. So the first, the biggest, the most exciting news of all is that the nominees for this year's Shogakukan Manga Awards has been announced by the judging committee. For those of you who don't know, the Shogakukan Manga Awards, which this is the 66th Award ceremony judges mangas on four sections. You have best children's manga, best shoujo manga, best shonen manga, and finally best general manga. And we've got some exciting titles this year. And if you've ever listened to our podcast, we've talked about some of the earlier winners. Last year's 65th winner was Kaguya-sama Love is War, which is a great manga that we reviewed a long time ago. But let's actually get to some of the manga that were nominated this year. So first off, we have Best Children's Manga, and there's two nominees. You have Dual Master Series by Shogunobu Matsumoto, and this is serialized in Koro Koro Comics. And then you have the second nominee, which is Chocolate no Maho, The Magic of Chocolate. And this is by Rino Mizuho. This is serialized in Chow uh, Magazine, which is all uh, Shogakukan property. So all these are Shogakukan magazines, just different variations. So now let's get to the actual Shonen 
manga section, which have the best shonen manga of the year. And I'm excited for a lot of these because the first one we reviewed in an earlier episode. I'm talking about uh, Karaki Josu no Takaki-san or Teasing Master Tagaki-san. And this was written by Soichiro Yamamoto and serialized in Monthly Shonen Sunday. Uh, the next title is Burning Kababadi or Shukunetsu Kabadi. And this is written by Hajime Masashino and serialized in Manga 1. You have Chainsaw Man, which so many people love and has finally been released in the United States and around the world. This is written by Tatsuki Fujimoto and serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump. This is a super hyper-violent series and it's kind of amazing. So those are our Shonen title releases. Next you have the best shoujo manga. And those are going to be... Kuzotu Komimimi, Scum and Animal Years, and this is written by Shiposugi and serialized in Flower Magazine. You have Yuzuki Sancho no Yon Kyodai, or The Four Brothers of the Yuzuku Household, and this is written by Shizuki Fujisawa and serialized in Betsukom. You have Koi o Shirani Boku Tachiwa, or We Who Know Nothing of Love, and this is serialized in Batsetsu Margaret and written by Minami Mizuno. And those are the three for the shoujo manga. And then finally we have our general manga. And the first one is written by the mangaka of the last episode. Yes, I'm talking about Ino Uzano's very weird series, Dead Dead Demons Destruction, which was serialized in Weekly Big Comic Spirits magazine. The next one is Promise Cinderella, by Oroko Tachiban, and this is serialized in Manga One magazine. You have Hakozumo Koban Johnson no Gokyusha, or Hakozomo, a police box woman's counterattack. And this is by Miko Yazo and published in Morning Magazine. And those are our nominees. Now, personally, I would say if I was picking these, I would like for Best Children's Manga, Magic of Chocolate. Best Shonen Manga. I gotta go with my boy, Tagaki-san. Teasing Master Tagaki-san. Over Chainsaw Man, because Chainsaw Man is cool. But I find Tagaki-san is pretty cool. And it has a spin-off series. Uh, for Shoujo Manga, I'm gonna go with Koi-o Shirai Bokutachiwa. We Who Know Nothing of Love. And then for General Manga, I'm gonna go with uh, Hokuzomo. Because it's such a weird concept. Because it's a police box woman's counterattack. Bah! What is it going to be? Well, we got to wait and find out. I'm definitely putting it on the wheel of manga. And when they win, we will talk about this. So let's get on with the next big news. And this one is really big for anyone who is a Gundam fan. Because the latest issue of Katakawa's Gundam Ace magazine revealed three new mangas for the Gundam franchise. And as a mech fan, I got to admit, I'm a little excited for these. And the first one that's coming out is... Drawn and illustrated by Mazakusa Iwazaki, and this is going to be called Arashi o Hanamasama, or the 30th office worker Hanamasama. And this was released last week in the issue, and this is a reimagining of one of the main antagonists for Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. I'm talking about Hanama Karn, and as opposed to being a a person for the Xeon. She is now a modern corporate section chief at an apparel company which is known as Neo Xeon. This should be funny and weird and kind of crazy. 
The next one, which also came out last week, is Kazuya Tani's food manga, which is starring one of the most popular Xeon characters, and I'm talking about Rambo Rawl. What is the name of this manga? It is Rawl Meshi Rambo Rawl no Haitoki Gohan, or Rawl Feasts Rambo Rawl's Immoral Meals. And the whole premise of this is that alternate universe and Rambo Rawl is tending to the Club Eden nightclub where, when the staff are away, he eats freely without anyone bothering him. However, someone may find out what's going on. Now, the cool part is that all of the cooking and gourmet portions of this manga are supervised by Tsunami Suzuki. And then each chapter has the afterword by Suzuki commenting on the chapter's featured meals. And for those of you who are unaware, I do a lot of panels about cooking manga. And there's a secret project, which we've been talking about. But I love cooking manga, and this seems genius, and I hope that it's something really original and unique. Now, the final manga that is going to be released in Gundam Ace magazine on the last week of December, well, we don't know much about it, but it's going to be called Amuro Tuboku. That's all we know about it, and it's going to be released in the next issue, so I will let you know what happens with that. And now that we've got the big news out of the way, let's get to some of the manga licenses. And because someone complained that I'm taking too long with this, I'm going to try to shotgun this as fast as I can. So, let's go. First off, DMP, Digital Manga Publishing, has acquired the license for Tamosan's Cult Shokoku Shitimashita, The Day I Was Forced to Marry God, and Cult Shogyo Yamimashita, The Day I Divorced God. Uh, these are both going to be shipped in English on January 27, 2021, and they're both described as Mrs. Tamo believes in the teaching of Jehovah's Witnesses for 25 years after her mother brought the family into the group, but years later when her firstborn son falls ill and is in desperate need of a blood transfusion, she's forced to leave Jehovah's Witnesses. However, the road to escaping the religion isn't so straightforward. This is a one-part biography and an interesting analysis of that well, it's a cult manga, and not dealing with a cult like it's it should be pretty intriguing. Not sure, though. Anyway, that's DMP. Next, we have Fantastia Inc. Yes, they're still working towards getting 400 titles in 28 days. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. But they have licensed Shiki's Pink Hearts Jam manga from Homesha. Now, the cool thing about this is this will be its first Simulpub BL manga. It's going to be coming out on December 24th, and it's described as a country boy who has many questions that he wants to learn when he moves to the city for university. One of them happens to be if he likes guys too, and when his upperclassman dares him to check out a box spa behind Shinjuku's Nichiom district, he uses the opportunity to find out the answer to his question and runs into his senior. What happens? It's a BL manga. You can guess. So that's Fantastia Inc. That's the only release they have. Next one, Kodansha Comics. They've licensed eight new manga that will debut in January and February of 2021 over consecutive Tuesdays. So every Tuesday you got something. And the titles are going to be, first off, you have Harem Marriage by Nan. This is coming out January 5th. Uh, the premise is that the man Haru loved wasn't cheating on her. He was cheating on his wife with her. And not only that, he was the third guy in a row to do this. Dejected, she leaves Tokyo for her hometown and Rejects a future of love and marriage for a simpler life, but things have changed. Her parents are struggling, the cafe they ran is closed, and a creepy man keeps following her around. She thinks this must be it for her, until she learns that her hometown has allowed polygamous marriage, and she's in that man's sight as his third wife. Bum bum bum! Next one, A Couple of Cuckoos by Miki Yoshikawa. This is coming out January 12th. 
the premise of this is 16-year-old super studier Nagi Umino, second-year student at the Mogoro River Academy High School, was switched at birth. On his way to a dinner to meet his birth parents, he accidentally meets the brash, outspoken Erika Amano, who is determined to make Nagi her fake boyfriend as she never wants to actually marry. But once Nagi makes it to dinner, he finds his parents have decided to resolve the hospital switch by conveniently having him marry the daughter his birth parents raised, who turned out to be none other than Erika herself. Oh no! Bum bum bum! After this, the next manga is Will It Be the World or Her? Written by Atsushi Uchiyama. This is coming out January 19th. And the premise of this is, even though Koki Nakigawa and his childhood friend Ayumi Fujisaki bicker like cats and dogs, one thing's for sure, he's heads over heels in love with her. But when he finally starts to confess his feelings, his awkward but nice enough classmate Jindo-san announces that she's Koki's girlfriend. She tells Koki that he could never tell Ayumi his true feelings because if he does, the world will end in apocalyptic disaster. What's a guy to do? Oh no. Uh, the next manga is My Unique Skill Makes Me OP Even at Level 1. This is by Mawata, Nazumi Mika, and Subachi. This is coming out January 26th. And the premise is another Isekai. Ryoto Sato gets a surprise of his life when he's suddenly transported into another world and nearly clobbered at the hands of the young, pretty adventurer Emily Brown. This new world revolves around defeating monsters and profiting on whatever they drop food, money, items, etc. Unfortunately for Ryoto, he has no skills to speak of until he learns he has the ability to get rare drops. Suddenly, his luck turns around. Or does it? Next manga is My Dearest Self with Malice Afterthought. Uh, this is written by Hajime Iyori and Shota Ito, coming out February 2nd. Premise is, Eiji, the college-aged virgin, dreams of Sunday having a girlfriend until he wakes up one day with his quote-unquote girlfriend in his bed with him. Not only that, his buddy tells him he got in a fight and that three days have passed that Eiji doesn't remember. What dark secrets are being hidden by Eiji himself? Who knows? Uh, Boss Wife by uh, Mayu Sakori is coming out on February 9th. And this is about a person named Hasumi who has a chance meeting with her old high school crush, Yamoto Kuji. She figures out she might as well, well spend one night in bliss before she deals with the debt collectors that hound her steps. But when Yamato reveals he's become a Yakuza member, Hasumi panics and runs away, only to have Yamato pop up again, but this time with a proposition. He'll buy her debt if she becomes his bride, but can she take the pressure and drama of becoming a Yakuza wife? Mm, who knows? Then you have... A Girl and Her Guard Dog by Hatsuharu. This is coming out February 16th. Uh, and the premise of this is another Yakuza story. Izaku never asked to be the daughter of a Yakuza boss, but when her parents died in a car accident when she was five, her gangster grandfather took her in and raised her as part of the clan. After years of being avoided by her classmates because of her family ties, Izaku was finally ready to make her high school debut, live a normal life, and maybe even fall in love. Until loyal family servant and Yuzaku's dedicated guardian, 26-year-old Kaya, enters high school right alongside her and vows to protect her from all the above. Now she's got a chain-smoking, pistol-wielding, knight-in-shining, maybe, armor to deal with and navigating high school besides. What's a girl to do? And then finally, our last release that they have is How Do You Do Koharu? And this is by Kunai Hazaki coming out February 23rd. And this is a new series from the author of Say I Love You. 
now, the premise is that 19-year-old Kohaku would rather be live-streaming than working her job at a maid cafe or trying to find a boyfriend out in the wide world. On her stream, she chats with friends and fans around the world and enjoys the freedom the scream grants her. But one of her followers appears in real life. She senses there might be more to their connection. And maybe she wants something more than a digital-only connection after all. So, those are all of the releases we're getting from the one and amazing Kodansha Comics. And then finally... We have a bunch of licenses from Seven Seas Entertainment. There are seven new novels and three new manga series. And again, I'm trying to shotgun this because we're trying to get as fast as possible. So let's go. We have first, Loot and Tatsuhiro Nabishima's Reborn as a Space Mercenary. I woke up piloting the strongest starship or Mezimatera Saikyotu Uchusan Mochi Date Node Itodaki Mashit. Yohei Toshite Jiyun Itikai, and this is coming out on July 2021. Uh, and the premise is that Sato Takahiro was an ordinary office worker and hobbyist gamer until the day he woke up on a starship, one that strangely resembled a craft from a favorite space shooter game. With a decked out ship, a crew full of babes, and a fantastic universe to explore, he's going to make the most of his good luck and create the life he always dreamed of. And this is a light novel series. That's going to be pretty cool. Next you have uh, Nakoko and Yanagida Niji's Reincarnated as a Dragon Hatchling. Uh, Tenchi Shitara Dragon no Tamago Data. Uh, Shikyo Igai Mesasane. And this is going to be the light novel and the manga adaptation coming out in July 2021 and September 2021. The premise is, in a world full of dangerous monsters, our unnamed protagonist finds himself reborn at the very bottom of the food chain as an immobile, powerless egg. Even just hatchlings will require leveling up by fighting monsters, the same monsters who'd love to eat him as a snack. But with the help of the mysterious voice in his head, he's determined to grow into the most powerful creature in the world. Next light novel is Rea and Hazuki Futaba's Accomplishments of the Duke's Daughter, or Koshaku Reho no Tashinami. This is coming out July 2021. Premises, Iris Almeria, the daughter of a powerful duke, is arrested and forced to her knees in front of her fiancé. Her beloved Prince Edward is rejecting her for another woman. Oh no. As her life flashes before her eyes, she quickly realizes she knows exactly what's coming next because she has been reincarnated into her favorite Otome game as its villainess. We've seen this before. Quick thinking saves her from exile, but Iris can't rest yet. If she wants to survive the world that sees her as wicked, she'll have to change the world itself. Yay! Another one where you become the evil villainess, but this one seems a little more... I don't know. It's not as compelling as Bakarina, but that's just me. Anyway, next one. Uh, uh, Mato Nozomi's novelization and Manatsu Suzuki and Yoshihiro Sono's manga adaptation of the Hello World anime film. These are coming out July 2021, and it's an adaptation of the Hello World movie. Uh, for those who don't know, Hello World is about Naomi, a shy teenage bookworm who's visited by his future self and tasked with fixing his biggest regret. His classmate and soon-to-be girlfriend, Ruri, is going to die from an accident soon after they begin dating, but his chance to alter the future soon turns out to be far more complicated, as the very world the teens live in isn't quite what it seems. Now, this is an intriguing sci-fi romance. It's a tale for all ages. And if you haven't watched the anime, it's actually really cool. So, yeah. There's that. Uh, we only have, I think, three. We have a couple more. Next one is going to be a spin-off of one of the most infamous Monster Girl 
animes and mangas ever. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Odeyado and Yoshino Oreguchi's Monster Masume. Monsume. But this is Monster Masume, Monster Girls on the Job, or Monster Girls Hello Work. This is coming out August 2021. And this alternative world, instead of it being where uh, Kimihirto is a volunteer for their homestay, it's he's in charge of a new program which hopes to give Monster Girls experience in the working world, leading to sexy uniforms, on-the-job shenanigans, and all-new hilarity. Will this be as good as the anime, the manga, or the unofficial doujinshi? Well, I don't know. It's a light novel. It, I mean, they may have drawings, but I don't know. That's me. Then our last two, we have Mine and Peroshi's The Strange Adventures of a Broke Mercenary, Kutsumi Yohei no Genzo Kitan, the light novels, and you also have the manga adaptation by Ari uh, Ikimiya, and this is coming out August 2021, and this is about seasoned mercenary Loren, who is the sole survivor of a disastrous battle that destroys the rest of his company. He must find a new way to survive in the world with no friends or connections. He has no hope of joining an adventuring party until enigmatic Princess Lapis offers to partner up with him, but there's more to Lapis than meets the eye, and Lorenz would find himself bound to a fate stranger than he truly imagined. Seems intriguing, a little weird, but might be good. And finally, the last one. Shinobumaru's The Haunted Bookstore Gateway to a Parallel Universe, or Wagewa Kukiryu no Koshihonya-san Arakashi no Jotu Haria no Shonen. This is coming out October 2021. I think it's coming out for Halloween. But even though she was three years old, Kaori had lived in a bookstore where the boundaries between the mortal world and the spirit realm are blurred. Her adopted father, who lives with her in this magical space, is a spirit himself. One day, Kaori comes across a bleeding young man who has stumbled into the spirit realm just as she did when she was a small child. Though the young man is an exorcist who has vowed revenge against all spirits, Kaori decides to embrace kindness and help him find his way back home. This supernatural book focuses on a different adventure in each volume and features stunning wraparound cover illustrations by Munashichi. So this, I'm excited for a lot of these titles this week. We got some great titles from all the different groups. We got DMP who has some great releases. We got Seven Seas. We got Kodansha. I actually may be putting a bunch of these on the Wheel of Manga and whatever randomizer device we have for the official new bookshelf, uh, the Sparkins Book Podcast. But I still have to get through the first book that we're going to be talking about because it was nominated that I'd be talking about, um, let's be honest, uh, Dune. But we'll get to that when we actually have to review that. Anyway, final bits of news. On December 28th, Futago Kamikita, the manga artist group known for the manga adaptation for Pretty Cure, is launching a new manga starring three-time Grand Slam singles champion Naomi Sasaki in uh, Nagayoshi Magazine. And this is kind of cool because uh, Naomi Osaka is currently the reigning champion of the U.S. Open and the number three ranked female tennis player according to the Women's Tennis Association, the WTA. So this is kind of cool. This could either be an amazing manga about a real person, or this could be Princess I from Tokyo Pop. What's going to happen? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. On Christmas Day, December 25th, the neat future sci-fi drama original anime Shigizakura is getting a new manga adaptation in Futabasha's monthly action magazine. Now, 
The crazy part about this is that the new adaptation by Hayato Aoki is premiering before the new anime series comes out. So even though this is an original anime, the fact that they're making an adaptation, wouldn't that mean that if it comes first, then the anime is the adaptation of the manga? That's kind of confusing. I'm not entirely sure. That's the chicken before the egg thing. But anyway, on December 19th, uh, mangaka Kazu Inabe and Ikumi Fukuyuda will collaborate on a new manga that is teased as an orthodox sci-fi story. And this new manga is going to feature in Kodansha's monthly young magazine. We have no idea what the title is or what's going on with it. So there's that going on. Uh, last bit of news. Yesterday, December 1st, the new Sengoku Basura manga debuted in Hero Inc.'s monthly hero magazine. And it's going to, titled Sengoku Basura Sokyoku no Mahorabo or Elysium of Two Extremes. Um, this is written by Rando Ayamina and illustrated by Yokai Asada. And it's an original story that centers on Date Masamune and Sanade Yokimura as dual protagonists. And the reason why they did this new manga for Sengoku Basra is it's actually the 15th anniversary of the series. And if you've never heard of Sengoku Basra, it's a modernization of a lot of historical figures. Kind of weird, kind of crazy. There's a lot of video games, a lot of movies, a lot of TV series. So that is it for the news. Done. Went a little faster. If you like me doing this rapid fire, let me know. Uh, a lot of people have been kind of complaining that the news segment's a little too long. So I've been trying to lessen it. But if you like the news segment, let me know. Email me, xanatspirekin.com. So, with that in mind, let's actually get to the big part of this. The reason why I do this podcast and why I've loved podcasting since 2008. I'm talking about the manga review. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated me that I'm reviewing a manga that was written by Nakeshi Natsuhara and illustrated by Kuromaru. This was published by Shoga Kuken in Weekly Young Sunday Magazine. Uh, it is a Senen series. That is a psychological crime series. Originally came out 2003 to July 2008. There are 20 volumes plus two other spin-off mangas and a television drama. I think it's still technically coming out. This also, fun fact, won the 2008 Shukokuken Manga Award for Senen General Manga along with Tetsuji Sekio's Bak Bambino, which we reviewed way back when. I think we reviewed Bambino back in, I want to say, the far distant year of, in the 170s. So this was back in 2013 we reviewed Bambino. So yeah, it's been a while. But this series is very different. It's kind of cool. And the title is Kurosagi, or The Black Swindler. Now, this is kind of cool because in this world, there are three types of individuals. There is... The Shirosagis, which are blacks, white swindlers, who their job is they want to swindle anybody out of anything. Money, jewels, property, whatever. They're the typical guy who shows up and says, hey, I've got a deal for you. You know, if you send me $2,000, I'll give you this check that's worth $100,000. And then they'll disappear. That's their job. Then there's the Akasagis. They are the red swindlers. They are ones who mess with people of the opposite gender to mess with them. You know, uh... A rich debutante who marries a wealthy old man and then kills him off so she gets all the money. But then we have our main character, 
who becomes a Kurosagi. And the premise is that five years or six years ago, Kurosaki's family was destroyed when a Shirosagi swindled his father of their life savings and everything. So as a result of this, his father killed Kurosaki's mother and his sister and tried to kill him before committing suicide. Unfortunately, he kind of screwed up and Kurosagi survived. Now, this has led him to have kind of a revenge complex trying to find who the Shirosagi was. So he ends up devoting himself to become a Kurosagi, a black swindler who swindles other swindlers as a means of revenge. So the whole premise of the series is it's a bunch of vignettes with the main character where he helps innocent victims of swindling schemes get their money back. And he's kind of met with opposition by a cop who's tracking him down. And then there's this one girl who is a friend of someone he helps out. And she's a law student. And she sees him as a horrible, unrepentant criminal who shouldn't be forgiven for what he did. It's like, yeah, you helped my friend get her money back, but you you scammed someone. You're bad. He, she, she sees things as black and white, and he sees things as morally gray. Because she wants to be a prosecutor. She wants to do good. But she does see eventually that he is a good person. It's also funnier the fact that she is living in his apartment building. Because he owns an apartment building. And he's her landlord. So it's kind of crazy. But each story is slightly different. And there's a couple of characters that reoccur. But for the most part it's a different job every single time. There's one where it's a cosmetic company. Where the cosmetic company it swindles you to take all your money. It says, hey, we have free cosmetics you can try on. And then they pressure you to buy the cosmetics and they say, as long as it's not opened, you can return it. But when you open up the box, the way they set it up, it's everything has been opened, so you can't return it. So what Kurosagi does is he ends up saying that he's a lawyer, that he's going to sue them for everything they've got because the chemical that is in the makeup burned one of the people who had it. And he ends up putting cosmetic makeup on her face to make her look like she has a burn. But then to make it real, he actually gave himself a welt and went to the hospital to get a legal document saying that this is a, a legal medical document saying that I have a rash that's unusual. And he gets the money back and he scams them out of the way. Another one is there is a car dealership where a guy showed up and said, hey, I got some Mercedes-Benz I'll sell you. And that way you can increase your inventory. All you got to do is give me two-thirds of your money. Sure, no problem. He gets the cars. He tries selling them off. Turns out all the cars are stolen. So what Kurosagi does is he calls him, says, hey, listen, I'm, a, I'm the heir of a taxi company, and we're looking for some new taxis. What do you got? Oh, I can get you some Mercedes-Benz. Cool. Uh, listen, I can't pay you in cash, but what I'm going to do is I'll give you the Mercedes-Benz that we used to use. They're a little old, but they're still good. And what happens is that the bad guy comes in with his Mercedes-Benz, and he goes, gives them to Kurosagi. Kurosagi takes them, shows him these, quote-unquote, new Mercedes-Benz. He's like, ooh, these are new. They look brand new. Yeah, you'll be fine with them. Drives off. Called the cops on him. The guy's like, oh, you can't catch me. I didn't do anything wrong. These are these are legit cars. And he's like, look at the vid numbers. And all the vid numbers of the cars that the Kurosagi sold the bad guy are the stolen cars he sold the first guy. So it's a very good twist on each other. 
And like I said, main character is Kurosaki. He's 21 years old. He only targets professional swindlers. He cons them. And he gives the money generally back to the victim, which is kind of cool. He does screw them for more, so he gets some money, though. Um, you have the girl who is uh, Surara Yoshikawa, who's the prosecutor girl. And after three volumes, she's starting to get used to him. I'm wondering if she's going to be his love interest. I'm not entirely sure, but it's pretty cool. Uh, last person is his help, because he gets his information for all the different scam artists to locate them. Because some of them are, they're fly-by-nights, like they screw them out of $100 million and they disappear and he has to track them down. So he gets help from an information broker known as the Fixer. And the deal is that the Fixer will help him out for a cut of the profits. And even though he's this guy who's kind of Kurosaki's father figure, he's also a swindler and not a good person. It's hinted that he may be the Shirosagi that screwed over uh, our main character's dad. So it's a whole bunch of levels with that. And I gotta say, I really do enjoy this manga. I could see why I got a live-action adaptation and a got a TV series, and it's one that I would love to have read uh, beforehand. And I'd love for it to get a great, legitimate United States release. Now, I got this as I usually get it. I go to, you know, I find it at a Kadokawa or uh, a Kinokuniya, get the raw copy, then I'm reading it through using the lovely and wonderful Google uh, Translate. But I would love this to get a legitimate release. I really would. This is one of the series that I would promote totally. Because it's something different. It's not just a typical, oh, it's a shonen hero. Or, oh, it's a weird guy. This one is an adult who screws over swindlers to help the little guy. And it is popular. And I think this is, for anyone who likes Ocean's Eleven or likes a heist film, this is well done. It's a great uh, realized story that focuses on the setup of heist how to make it work and the pay through and the follow through of what happens afterwards and there is a story that's going on because he's trying to track down the person who screwed him over and it is building towards that so i don't know where it's going to end but like i said there's three volumes of this or three series so who knows the art style started out kind of 2003 ish but it progressively gets better so i'm assuming that the later volumes are amazing so for on the one hand, I really like the series. However, the accessibility is not that great. I mean, if you don't want to do what I did, which is, you know, get Google Translate, do all of that, there are other ways to find this series. I don't recommend it because I'd say promote and buy the real thing. But I'm not going to say, you know, if, if you look in open waters, you could find it somewhere. But I'd say petition Yen Press, Seven Seas, Viz to get this series. It is great. However, we're going to my ratings, and on the one hand, I really like the series. On the other hand, it's not really accessible. So, for that reason, I'm going to have to give this a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. It's really good. It's just the accessibility kind of ruins it. And I have to admit that Tosorara is a little annoying at first. Like, she is very... I don't want to say um, a choir girl... But she's preachy, and she's very holier-than-thou for the first couple of volumes. She's very, you're doing wrong, I'm right, you're wrong. And she comes off as annoying, but that's her point. 
And when she finds out that he's her landlord, it's kind of funny. But, yeah. So this is a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. If you've read this, let me know what you think. And if you've watched the live action TV show, tell me if it's really good. Because I may watch this too. Because lately I've been watching a lot of K-dramas and J-dramas. Uh, surprisingly, my mom has been obsessed with Rakuten. And she's been watching all of those K-drama shows. Which is really crazy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So if you agree with me or disagree with me, email me at Zan. That's X-A-N at Spirekin.com. Like I said, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, on Instagram, various other social media sites. Just remember to like and subscribe and comment. And if you do see me at a convention, when we go back to conventions, definitely tag me on Instagram. Uh, I think that's almost it for this episode. I think there's only, well, oh, let's get to the actual part that a lot of you have been enjoying, which is the manga releases for the week. And what are we talking about? I'm talking about the manga releases from yesterday, December 1st, and there are 28 new mangas that came out. We had Akashic Records of Bastard Magic Instructor, Volume 10. We have Bottom Tier Character, Tomozaki, Volume 5, The Light Novel. We have Chainsaw Man, Volume 2, the manga. Uh, Demon Slayer, Kimichi no Yaiba, Volume 19. Dragon Ball, Super, Volume 11. Drifting Dragons, Volume 7. Enil and Duela, Volume 1. Fairy Tale 100 Year Quest, Volume 6. You have Dumbaru, How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, Volume 4. Sidechester! I love Dumbaru. Um, I'm Great Priest Imhotep, Volume 6. Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Volume 15, the light novel, and also the manga. Uh, you have Jujutsu Kaisen, Volume 7, which if you are watching the anime right now, the manga is a lot better in my opinion. But you can get it and the 7th volume is coming out. You have Kekigori Twin, Volume 8, Kingdom Hearts 3, Volume 1, the manga. My Youth Romantic Comedy is Wrong as I Expected, Volume 10, the light novel. One Piece Volume 95, holy shit, we're almost at One Piece Volume 100. That is crazy, I would never have thought to have seen that. Um... Phantom Tales of the Night, Volume 6. You have Puella Magi Madoka Magica, The Different Story Manga. Uh, Queen's Quality, Volume 10. Reign of the Seven Spellblades, Volume 1, The Light Novel. Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie, Volume 2. Skeleton Knight in Another World, Volume 5. Skip Beat, the 3-in-1 Edition, Volume 14. You have Spy X Family, Volume 3. Twin Star Exorcist, Volume 20. Vampire Knight, Memories, Volume 5. We Never Learn, or Bokuben, Volume 13. We're almost at the end, and now they're actually getting to the parallel story arcs. So we can actually choose what you want to be. And now I'm actually debating, which is it going to be? Are they going to do all the ones with, this is if you want to read this ending, this is if you want to read this ending, or are they going to actually release them just as Volume 14, Volume 15, Volume 16? Curious. Uh, and finally, you have Yona of the Dawn, Volume 27. We got some great titles on here. For me personally, what I'm excited for, Spy X Family, uh, How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, Chainsaw Man, Bottom Tier Character Tomozaki, and um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Those are what I'm interested in. What are you interested in? Let me know. Email me, zan at spyrokin.com. And so, as usual, Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I'm excited for the next episode. But more importantly, we have to determine how. 
we found what well, we're going to review the next episode, and it's that part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's a review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. We've got some great titles. All the list is on our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash Spire Discord. And you can join there to comment and recommend different series you want us to review. Also, if you are curious as to what we reviewed in the past, if you go to our website, spirekin.com, you can check out our review archive, which we have for our movie reviews, our manga reviews, and our book reviews. And we've got some great titles, all the way from starting at uh, .hackxxxxx, going all the way to, I believe the last one is, let's find out, the last manga is Yu Yu Hakusho which I reviewed all the way back in episode 46. Holy shit, that was a long time ago. Sorry for my language, but let's spin and see what we're reviewing the next episode, shall we? Number nine. Oh. So in the next episode, I'm reviewing a manga about a guy who waits three years to go on a date with a girl, and the girl instead says, We're married now! Let's have a life together! What am I talking about? I'm talking about Fly Me to the Moon, a manga which the anime series is coming out this season. So if you're watching the anime, I'll talk about the manga. And I might actually compare it to the new anime series. We'll see. So thank you guys for listening. I love doing this. and I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. Uh, Hope you guys have a great week. I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. And keep reading manga. I'll see you later.